it's your boy Fred from What's Happening. I'm just seeing if you checked out Patreon yet. Ad free podcast, full video episodes, unedited content, exclusive merchandise discounts, early access to merchandise, vote, partake in community polls, and inspire content, access private chat, and middle on one bonus episode. What you waiting for? Tap in on Patreon. out or chasing them kids and with the coaches nah um shit I actually got a little side job I'm doing um okay and so I, I'm pulling up carpet right now I'm gonna eventually be laying the floor but uh, you was talking about that what last week or two weeks ago I don't remember if that was on air or not yeah, but you mentioned it recently was. Yeah, it probably was a couple weeks ago. I don't think I really got to it last week because uh, I had to stain the deck. So I got it. Just trying to trying to get some extra, you know, what I'm saying bread and do some extra things. But uh, yeah, got to lay this floor. So I got to get this old floor up. We got it up, but then got to cut it up and take it to the dumpster. So you know that shit. Gotta wear your ass out. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I'm, I'm happy you got that extra uh, that extra cheese avenue coming through right quick. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be dope. To our listeners, welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. <laughs> it's the show we talk about what's happening. You already know what's happening with Fred. So, uh, what's happening with you, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and getting back into the swing of it, you know back into the regular, you know, week and picking the kids up from school and, and all that stuff, man. It's been a, it's been more of a, just like kind of a get through the week type of week. You know what I'm saying? Um, ain't nothing really special happened. We did a little event at work, but wasn't nothing too crazy. It was a regular week for me. Nothing too crazy, man. I've been, you know, trying to get on my, uh, trying to stay more consistent on the workout tip. I've been doing good so far. I think I'm about to like, re-up my uh my work schedule so you know because of the nature of my job and you know some of our listeners will know to the degrees that i've shared and then those that that actually keep up with me um but like typically what i do is is i'll hit four stops on the weekdays and then on the weekends i do one stop so i have a certain allotment of stores that i have to do uh per month and then the way that i schedule it i always end up at least I try to make sure I have one or two over. I usually schedule myself with four or five more than what I actually need, but then I try to make sure I just hit that. Uh, I usually end up skipping something, something to happen, run late, you know, kid, get home, got to, something to happen, right? But I always do more sure. than enough visits of what I need. Um, but man, once the wife got the new gig last, at the end of the year, that was really October, wasn't really the end of the year, but um once she got the new gig, like, and then it became that I was the one to take the kids to school, or rather, I'm sorry, it became that I was the one to pick them up as opposed to taking them to school. It just, it threw my day, 
like way off. And like, I ain't figured it out yet. So I think I got to play up my schedule a little bit. I'm going to do that for February. But so I have an update with that in February to see if that's working the right way. And if it don't work <laughs> the right way, I got to figure it out. Man, we, um, man, you know, it's been a slow news week. It ain't really a whole lot. I know I added a couple things after I sent the docket, and I know you talked about me a couple weeks ago talking about some, hey, you say we're going to do this, then we're going to not do that, then we're going to do that. And I sent you that docket last night, and I'm like, man, this ain't a whole lot. I ain't going to look for nothing else, though. We're going to make it work. It's going to either be a short episode <laughs> or something else will pop up. Sure I'm enough. I'm glad you said that shit because I ain't even going to lie to you. My uh, phone with my messenger and shit is dead, so I'm gonna have to pull messenger up on the on the ah. other screen real quick. <laughs> well, why you working on that? I started off easy on you. So this one, I need to read the article myself. I just saw it pop up on a uh, Twitter somewhere, but um, Raven Simone. Now. Uh, uh, Ray Simone is 37 years old, and I've been watching her my whole life. I remember seeing her on the Cosby show as a small, small, small child. I always thought she was younger than me, but it's just because she was just so young when that show came on. She older than me. Um, but I went from, you know, I've seen her there as Raven Simone, and then on That's So Raven, you know, that's when I realized that me and her was close to the same age. I was like, yo, Raven Simone kind of love uh, I ain't never been with a baddie. You know what I'm seeing her my whole life, and my whole life she's been Raven Simone. But Raven Simone at her big old age of 37. This article from People magazine. Raven Simone reveals fans have been mispronouncing her name. Oh. Her name is not Raven Simone. It's Simonye. It's Raven Simonye. And I guess she put that out there on TikTok. I don't see her on TikTok, but it's number one. It, it, it's it's Raven Simone, but it, it caught fire. So like. That threw me for a loop. I was going to say, it's not playing, but I tried to play the... You can see my screen, right? Yeah, I can see your screen. Shut up, it is not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, so in that TikTok, she didn't really, like, say it. She yeah. just made that little sound. Oh, it's typed on the screen. It's pronounced Simon Ye. It says yeah. it on the screen now. I see it. So, yeah. yeah. So, her name is Raven Simon Ye. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about um, a couple weeks ago um, with, uh, like, the Nelly lyrics and all the stuff that, like, we thought it said one thing, but the whole time it said something else. Oh, yeah. T-Pain did this a couple years ago. Um, where people just been uh oh, some of his songs where um we thought he said some, one thing and he said something else. I can't even think of it. Okay, did you remember? Do you remember seeing any of that? You probably don't. 
Yeah, no, I do. I know exactly what you're saying. But um, I believe he even said, like, he would get into not arguments, but, like, you know, debates with people. They're like, no, it says this. And he's like, no, I wrote it. Oh. It says this. <laughs> oh, um, I remember one of them was um, the hook on uh, um, everybody step up in the building. Everybody hands go up. And they stay, they stay there. there. And, but then, like, everybody thinks it's, and they stay there, and they stay there, and it's not. It's, and they stay there, and they say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he was like, I'm sorry to be ruining everybody's childhood, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Well, I mean, shit, one, they never spelt it or even put the hyphen at the end, so... That ain't our fault, Raven. You know what I'm saying? And for years, the people that pay your checks been saying it that way. So, far as we know, that's what it is. You Look, know what I'm saying? But now that you corrected us, I'm not going to act like we're going to change it. But now we. For <laughs> sure. Ain't going to ain't gonna be able to. And not even that we don't even necessarily be like, this is who you is now. It's just that we just so bad about it. Yeah, like it's it's gonna be hard to say Simone Ye or Simon Ye or whatever. Simon Ye. Yeah, Simon Ye. It see it's never gonna happen. <laughs> and the problem is, is that like it's spelled Simone. Right. It's spelled Simone. And that and that's the thing. Like my daughter's name spelled that way, so it's definitely gonna be hard for me to. to I didn't pick name up. on that. Your daughter's name is Simone, and it's spelled the right way. I need to think about that. It's spelled the yeah. same way. I mean. Yeah, so it's like I'm definitely it's gonna be Ooh. never and impossible for me to try. Bro, that. how many Simones are named after Raven Sleep <laughs> So do they change their name or do they keep it as Simone? Well, you know what? I never did use that apostrophe anyway. It's gonna be Simone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it's gonna be somebody that's gonna come out and be like, My name is Simon Ye. <laughs> oh man, that is wild though like it, like mm. yeah when you think about it but that's what we get for basing things off of other people that we hardly know you know what no that's what i'm not blaming nobody but like the creators of the english language because like bro like english is so ridiculous like yeah. i've been i've been thinking about this for years bro I swear I'd be gaslighting the hell out of my son, especially when he first started reading and he would try to like read stuff. And, you know, he learns the trick, you know, sound it out. These letters together, these letters make these sounds. These letters together make this sound. So you see these and this and this, that together. This is what it is. And he will like sound it out. And then I'd be like, well, you did a good job, but no, like it's actually. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> but like, I'm not gonna just let him just like be out here with the wrong saying it the wrong way. No, I mean like, I feel you on that part, but like letting him believe like he then did this job of sounding out and getting there, and then you like no, you know. <laughs> because he used the tools effectively, and the way that he reads the word is the way that it looks. But it's because it's English, it don't sound the way that it look. 
Yeah, just depending on the words, like you, you gotta break, you gotta break the rules a little bit and blend them. You know what I'm saying? Yourself, like the rules are fictitious. <laughs> all, all the way, all the ways they try to teach you to sound out shit and blend it together ain't necessarily correct. You know what I mean? Like if you never come up most with of the word, time. You like some words you'll never come up with if you sound it out and blend it the way it's supposed to be. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. Like I remember seeing like something that said like if you look at the words like cough and rough and dough and something else, it was like all these words look the same and they don't sound the same. But if you look at like pony and baloney, <laughs> which is spelled bologna, right? Like, it, it just, and that'll be a thing. It's like he'll read it, he'll be like, bologna. And I'll be like, yes, but no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, and that's like, that's real though. And it's, but it makes you also think like, did somebody not be able to, you know, say Bologna or sound out Bologna? And it was like, you know what? Baloney. And, I, yeah. and it just stuck, you know what I mean? But it's, I don't know, it's weird. I've always wondered that one too, but it's also like nicknames. And I think we said that before, like, you know what I'm saying? You got Robert, but it's Bob. And it's like, how do you get that out of, you know, yep. Robert or Rob, but how do you go to Bob? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it it makes no sense, but yeah, there it is. Or like Bill for William. Yeah, that's I, I never got that. Like, it took <laughs> me forever to understand Bill Clinton was really William Clinton, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, bro. Like, and you know what's funny is that I don't know any like. I don't know if any, uh, I mean, now that the late Bill Russell has passed away, well, you got Bill Cosby, never mind. Yeah. I don't know, besides Bill Cosby and, and Bill Russell, I don't know of another black Bill. Like, every other William has just been Will or Willie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Or, or they go by the full William, but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah black dudes will be going by the Bill. I, bro, I wish a motherfucker would call me Bill. Like, that shit. I don't. Nigga, the fuck? That shit don't even make sense to me. Like, it, it don't make sense. Listen, I can't even imagine calling you William, first of all. <laughs> hey, when, um, hey, shout out I'm to the Willie, homie. son. <laughs> hey, shout out to the homie, um, um, Derek, when we had them all, and it was like, yeah, when Will was talking about this, and we both looked at each <laughs> we both looked at each other on the camera, like, oh, like that's you. <laughs> hey man, look, I I don't be knowing. I need to go and change that shit because I don't be feeling that. You know what I mean? Just. <laughs> Hey, it's, it is, I mean, what it it's is. who I am, though. But yeah. I yeah. can, yeah, I can never be a bill. Yeah, <laughs> I can never be a bill. <laughs> Start calling you William Scott. <laughs> Actually, that could be your that could be your criminal name, Bill Fredericks. <laughs> nah, 
I can't even. It's Billy Scott. I promise it was Billy Scott that did it. Oh, <laughs> <No. laughs> the amount of money I would pay to see you walk up to people in your regular voice, in your regular walk, and introduce yourself as Billy Scott. I would pay <laughs> so much money to see that happen. So just, the white people that look at you and be like, oh, where you get that name from? <laughs> that's what the black where the fuck is you from? Like, <laughs> hey, really? hey, I can see the jokes that come off that immediately. You can be in a group chat and be Billy Scott of the oh, black group chat. You just, <laughs> hey, here go Harriet Tubman grandson, y'all. <laughs> hey, you definitely couldn't be in a, in a group chat with black folk. The Boy. whole group chat be like, I'm just a bill. <laughs> Man, like that shit. Yeah, I don't oh. get how they get that. Oh man. man. Oh man. One of my and one of the um things I'll never forget. This is actually like one of my like wake up calls to like how deep slavery and racism was for real, for real. <laughs> um when I uh I used to work at uh at the Cold Stone in Sandusky when it was still there, and um the lady that owned it. Me and her was just talking one day, and somehow we got to talk about Allen Iverson. And she, then this is gonna trip you out. She didn't know who Allen Iverson was. I may have told you the story before. She didn't know who Allen Iverson was. And I'm like, yeah, well, he's a basketball player. And he had the like basketball player. And I showed her a picture of him. She was like, well, how did he get that name? Because she came from the Iversons. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, huh. So Iverson is a white people day? Like in my head, I was, I was just thinking that. Like I was just Shit. like, huh. I didn't start <laughs> clicking. Like, all right. Hey, well, maybe something about be like that, that, that for real. Yeah, man. Motherfuckers yeah. like, especially like cause some na names, like last names and different things is uncommon. So like, because I've seen it not just recently on Facebook where a mug was like, hey. Where are you from? Because that last name is uncommon. And, you know what I'm saying, my maiden name is that last name. And the dude was like, oh, I think he said he from, like, Nebraska or something. She was like, yeah, we family. Like, she was like, give me a call. I'll give you a whole rundown. I know all about it. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's, like it's like 10,000 comments, and here you is finding a – a long lost relative off of a maiden name that you know what I'm saying you ain't been home in years type shit. I'm right, like, no ass cousin, bro. It'd be crazy, but it's I mean it really be like that. Hey, that's where like naming your kids after you know after you that help because I mean shit. If we get a Bill Fredericks the eighth, we gonna know where he came from. <laughs> this dude here. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> Billy Scott Fredericks. <laughs> you ain't shit. This is why you can't have black friends and white names, Bradley. <laughs> it's just Brad. Let him in. <laughs> it's my turn now, huh? <laughs> I mean, you sitting here cracking jokes like, your name ain't white as they come, too. You know Look what I'm saying? Look here, dog. Bradley. The, the, <laughs> the 
irony of this podcast for these two white ass names and two <laughs> Negro spirituals just sitting here talking is <laughs> very ironic if you ask oh, me. Bro, and then like, you know, like I have this, this just the way my voice is. And I remember um when I when I was still in Ohio and I just got my district manager promotion that was just moving back to Michigan. Um, I sent an email to my stores to be like, it was just like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to win. We're going to learn. We're going to go together. Blah, 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 whatever. Just like this whole, like, I'm coming and like, we're about to come win. Right. And I remember um, none of them knew me. So I, my first day going into the stores, I walked into the stores with just regular clothes on. And what I just pretended to be a customer, I'm just like, let me see where these guys are at, right? I wasn't trying to look for reasons to fire nobody. I just want to see what that engagement level was like. I want to understand what I was walking into. And then, like, after I just hung out for a little bit, like, hey, I'm actually, I'm Brad. I'm just manager, right? And I walked into the second store I walked into. I remember um, walked in, you know, doing my thing. Uh, a couple guys in there working. The store manager was in there working, too. And I, you know, I'm just looking around and looking at ID tags, kind of figuring out who these people are to study other, right? And I remember it was like, so, or one guy recognized me because we used to use group me. He goes, I've seen your picture before. Aren't you our district manager? And I was like, Yeah. And then so the the store manager looked at me, it was just like, he did not expect no <laughs> six foot, 300 some odd pounds, black dude to be walking in here with the name Bradley. Like he did yeah. not. See that coming, bro. <laughs> I think I, I think Newton even said, like, Fred. I mean, I'm just I ain't see you be a friend. <laughs> like <laughs> you know and you know Newt, he he's a character in anyway, so <laughs> oh man, man, and like um actually we had her on the on the podcast, Randy, man. When I found out Randy's last name was Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. oh man! I actually, and I know another uh, a, a, a friend of mine, white guy. His last name is Jenkins, and I remember I was just like, I remember I said the same thing to my uh, boss. It's like, how the hell you get that name? <laughs> <laughs> you adopted? I never seen nobody with the last name Jenkins that didn't have a single ounce of melanin in that in that skin tone. Listen, it'd be like that, though. Man, we took Raven Simone all the way to the moon on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Raven Simonier. Raven Simonier. Simonier. Is it French? What kind of hell? <laughs> so, I added this one last minute, but we got to talk about it because this is in your neck of the woods. Kentucky Republican Club Blair's footage related to Breonna Taylor's death to people innocently eating their dinner. So, I'm um, gonna read a little bit of the article. This is from newrepublic.com. Uh, it says, the Republican Women's Club of South Central Kentucky. I don't like that name, South Central Kentucky. <laughs> um, held an event this week honoring, honoring one of the cops in the raid that killed Breonna Taylor. The event took place on Tuesday at Anna's Greek Restaurant, well-known local restaurant in Bowling Green, Kentucky, with a dining area and a second floor space where events can be held. There, 
former Louisville Metro Police Department Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly, one of the officers who conducted the no-knock warrant and raid that killed Breonna Taylor in March of 2020, reportedly shared photos and blared video footage with gunshot noises. So, I don't. I know I sent you the link. I don't know if you had a chance to pop into it. Now you said your phone was tripping on you. Um, but that's crazy to me. What you thinking? The Negro well, is too son to speak. Is I mean it. I'm just. I'm in shock because I ain't heard shit of this. Yeah, I just saw it late last night, or maybe that was this morning. I don't know. Whenever I sent it to you, I saw it. It was just like, nah. And it sounds like, basically, from what it sounded like and reading it, that basically they rented out the event space upstairs and was playing it on the TV upstairs, but somehow somebody failed to, I guess, disconnect the rest of the TV so that way it was just them upstairs that can see it. So the people downstairs eating in the restaurant, TVs basically flicked on to this same video that they were watching upstairs. No, no, no. This. I think it was more so that like it's a it's got like a second floor area where like there's like special seating for events and things of that nature, but there's speakers and probably a projector. And the speakers are loud enough to where the, the sound could be heard throughout the entire restaurant. That's what I'm thinking it is. It sounds like one of them type of spots. Because I think you're, I think the way you're describing it is almost, um, just for lack of a better way to explain it, it's you're you're describing it kind of like a like an Applebee's type setup where they got TVs kind of all over the place, but this is like a there's TVs nowhere because it sounds like a, a fancy Greek restaurant, but there's a special area for events, but the speakers was on blast. I mean loud enough to where you could hear gunshots coming through and then it's probably just a big old projector screen where you could see certain parts so i mean this is this isn't i don't know how far away you are from bowling green but i don't feel like you too too far nah bro i'm an hour and 15 from bowling green like i ain't even i'm just a half skipping and jump down 65 yeah, that's you what I was thinking. Like that's that's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure though, you know what I'm saying, it may come out, you know what I mean, it may become bigger, but it just goes to show, you know. Both sides don't, I mean, like, because 
one, they should have been found guilty, you know what I'm saying, for killing that woman in her house, you know what I mean? Well, and that's just a personal opinion, you know what I'm saying? Oh, facts, but I think I'm just saying, like, it's so the cops getting indicted that happened a few months ago. The, the cops got indicted that did it. You talking about everybody had to go up against a uh, grand jury, like the state picked it up type shit? Yeah. I'm, I'm about to Google it right now. That happened. Because I remember she was my profile pick uh, on, on Facebook and on Instagram for a long time. And... All right, so this is from August 4th of last year. Uh, Two indictments. Uh, Oh, this is like the super website. I just want like the... All right. Four current and former Louisville, Kentucky police officers. Uh, Joshua James, Kyle Meany. Brett Hackinson and Kelly Goodlett. So Mattingly didn't get yeah, any, didn't get indicted. Mattingly didn't get touched, but he also was of high position too. Hmm. Yeah, that's so. I don't know, man. That that's just like bullshit, though. That's some. That's some foul ass shit, though. That's just grimy. Somebody of that that high of a position to come out and make it through without getting indicted to pull some shit like this off. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, damn. It's fucked up even if you did, but damn, you can't do it at your own residence with 80 people. Yeah. And you know public. And the crazy part is, bro, like, I was reading this article through, and as I'm reading it, it just, I began to think that, like, this had to be, like, a a satire website of some sort, because it just sounded so unreal. And, I mean, I did some more searching, like, this this did happen, but just, I'm going to skip down a little bit of the article. Um, Casey Johnson, and I'm thinking it's Casey because it's spelled C-A-Y-C-E, but it could be Case, you know, (laughs) English. Casey Johnson. A guest at the restaurant that night told the New Republic that the lights dimmed in the middle of their meal. The woman comes back on, introduces Jonathan Mattingly, and everyone just roared upstairs. Applause, cheers, and our mouths just dropped. Sound carried throughout Anna's, a retrofitted old church. Okay, so the acoustics are going to be great if if it was built originally as a church, which makes it easy to hear everything that's in there, especially if something's Mm -hmm. a blasting. Um, Johnson said Mattingly took the audience back to March 2020 before going through the presentation with photos and video footage with the sound of gunshots. Gunshots. One of the members of our group was a war veteran. He has PTSD, so we were just in extreme shock. Shock. Caitlin Jones, another diner, told TNR, which is the name of this uh, media website, the New Republic TNR, told TNR the event also included a raffle and jokes about COVID-19. She said the event was initially so loud her father couldn't hear anything at the table. So not TVs, just the acoustics, 
and the way that that it's built. So this is probably, if it's an old church, this this upper area was probably like a uh, what used to be a choir stand. Um, after realizing the event included Mattingly, Jonathan and her friends sought out the restaurant owner, Vilson Kuhaja, and I may not be sp saying that right at all. It's Q-E-H-A-J-A, -A, but we're going to go with Kuhaja. Uh, Kahaja responded to the group's concerns <laughs> by literally shrugging his shoulders. According to the video footage, I have no idea what's happening. So he said, as the group complained about the presentational Taylor, I have nothing to do with that. One of the Johnson's friends said, do you realize who that is? They killed somebody, a cop. He's a cop. I made reservations. I came from Kansas City. And the owner responded, you're being served, right? And then he just turned the music up louder. So, like, the owner was just like, yeah. The owner there to make money. He ain't care. And with that type of name, he probably don't even know what the fuck they're talking about, depending on when he got there and when he bought the building. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, he once they tried to explain to him, he could have had a little more remorse. but when you read the very last paragraph, it says a lot of people attending are actually people in positions of power in Bowling Green. People are hesitant to put their name out there for fear of retribution. Johnson said they they thought that because they were going to secretly and quietly move the event, there would be no one who knew what it was and no one to call them out. We are calling them out. Mm. So I'm pretty sure these people of power is what helped keep this restaurant and event place pretty well in business. Yeah, I'm looking at the website. So this is obviously a high-end restaurant. It says view our menu. Uh, they looks like they, they're only open for dinner. The prices ain't bad. <laughs> cheap racism, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you said cheap what? Cheap racism. <laughs> um, but no, and man, that's just Greek restaurant. Yeah, that's just insane to think that two hours away from where she was killed, that they just threw a party for a man that killed, her. and showed the video and celebrated it. With pictures and sounds and right, so huh, we'll see. You know, if that makes more news as uh, the days progress. But um, yeah, we talked about Raven Simone. We talked about the names, different things like that. Let's talk about Young Thug. So this article is from CNN, but listeners probably already know what I'm talking about. Grammy-winning rapper Young Thug and a racketeering co-defendant conducted a hand-to-hand -hand drug transaction during a court hearing. It said Young Thug and a co-defendant did a drug transaction during a court hearing. Yeah, homeboy gave him a Percocet. Well, did he exchange money for it? 
Huh? Uh, I'm looking through that now. I'm pretty sure he didn't because he's in court. Yeah, I don't so think so. Four, it's not a drug transaction. You know what I'm saying? You you have to have both parts to consider a drug transaction: money and product. If so they said exchange. More, they didn't say transaction. Said exchange, but I think exchange is just a appropriate way to say he gave him a Percocet. Came a perk. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I I basically seen something about that because uh somebody had a meme where it was like if um Amber Heard can snore powder in, in the middle of a court hearing and let <laughs> take a purpose. I was weak as shit. Oh man. But hell no. Nah. They showed her. Literally. Wait, did that happen though? Go ahead. You, I, I mean, you really don't know, but she has this like napkin slash handkerchief, and she sticks it up her nose and literally sniffs, and then wipes her nose a couple of times, and then hit one of those moves like, oh, maybe she did have a little sprinkle, sprinkle in that bitch to calm them nerves. Hell nah. I mean, we talking about people of high level stature that, you know what I'm saying, are heavy users. Like, I was watching, and it might have been VLAD TV, but I was watching uh, Lil Boosie say, you know what I'm saying, he had to have a, a gallon-sized bottle of lean next to him in his jail cell in his bed so he ain't die. Because he was having withdrawal so bad because he basically drank so much motherfucking lean that his body couldn't function without it. Jesus. And it and it makes sense because <clears throat> my dad had a stroke, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's been some years back now, but he had a stroke. And basically he drank so much, they prescribed him beer in the hospital. They gave him a beer a day in the hospital. Because of his what? age, bro, I swear, I, listen, we all call him the GOAT for this shit. Like, we ain't never in our life seen or heard of no shit like this. Like, I, I didn't see some non-alcoholic beverages and shit like that that, you know what I'm saying, is like beer, but they're not. No, bro. Real life, giving my man's a Bud Light a day just so he don't have withdrawals because of his age. He can't, they say he drinks so much he can't go cold turkey. Wow. So, wow. I, I believe in situations like that, like that's how people calm their nerves and do that. If they do it that much on a regular basis, it ain't, ain't too much you can really do about it, man. They need that. It, it ain't like they ain't going to be giving it to him when he get in there. For that same reason, why he in jail, they gonna fool around and give him a Percocet every, every so often just to make sure, you know what I'm saying, his withdrawals ain't too crazy or whatever, to, you know what I mean? But that shit real. Well, you know, I always told my mama when I was a kid, I said I would never smoke, I would never drink, and 
I would never have sex before marriage. And when I said never smoke, that included doing drugs of any sort. And so far, I've kept one of those promises, and I'm going to keep it that way. Because <laughs> that's just crazy. I couldn't imagine building a dependency on it. I mean, I guess that makes sense because you can build a, you can you can uh, become dependent on caffeine if you drink too much pop, you drink too much. Man, I used to be, um, I mean, you know, I don't drink pop no more at all. I ain't had a sip of pop in my body in over two years, and I've only had three sips of pop in my body uh, over the last um, three years. Like, I just don't drink pop no more, but you know Went back in them Target Mobile days, I, I was 50% Coca-Cola in this world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, and like, <laughs> and it would be, it would be, um, like if I went too far in the day and didn't have no caffeine, bro, because I didn't drink coffee back then at all. Now look at me drinking black coffee, but back then, like, like my head yeah. would just start, would just start throbbing if I went too mm -hmm. long in the day. With no access to caffeine whatsoever, so like, it. It, it does. I mean, you can you can build up some bad addictions that are not just necessarily uh, illegal drugs or even legal drugs for that matter. Um, whew, that's heavy. That is yeah. heavy. Um, still. You can't be doing that in court. Like, you can't be doing that in court. <laughs> he should he, he should have slid hands with his homie before he walked in that mug. He should have got his lawyer to pull him out. You know what I'm saying? And say, I need to talk to him. Homie, slide through, handshake, pop one, walk in. It be setting in. By the time you get up there, you're good to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's if, if you need it. You know what I mean? But. They live a different lifestyle, so I'm sure they need it. So Avery Harper, she is the deputy political director for ABC News. Um, she put out a tweet. In a letter obtained by ABC, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's administration penned a letter to the College Board, which is the body that administers the SAT and other exams, rejecting plans for an AP African-American studies course, claiming that it significantly lacks educational value. And there's a screenshot of the letter, and it says, and I will read it, Mr. Barnes, please allow this letter to serve as confirmation that the Florida Department of Education, which is FDOE, does not approve, does not approve the inclusion of advanced placement African-American studies course in the Florida course code directory and instructional personnel assignments uh, adopted in State Board of Education Rule 6A blah 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 in, in the Florida law. Uh, as presented, the context, the content of this course is inexplicably contrary to Florida law and significantly lacks educational value. So Were they trying to? Uh, 
I'm confused. I don't think they were trying to. It was just the people who basically administers the SAT and other exams like that was trying to, I guess. Right, but those type of positions are appointed by a governor. But I'm saying what they're trying to bring in an African-American studies course that's like mandatory. Is that what that? Is that what they're saying? They want it to. I don't. I don't know what that law is. That you know what I'm saying. They want it to. Um, Brian Barnes, who's the senior director of the College Board Florida Partnership. Um, they were trying to make uh the AP African American Studies course. They were trying to have an AP African American Studies course, and the Florida government government is rejecting it because it significantly lacks educational value. I mean, I can see two ways on that. I'd love to hear both ways you can see on it. I mean, because. It, it really is going to depend on how he's trying to say that, I guess, per se. Because if he's saying it lacks educational value, as in it's no need for people to learn it, then, you know what I'm saying, he got, like, fucked up. But if he's saying it lacks educational value because, you know what I'm saying, they're hiding, you know what I'm saying, information and not, you know what I'm saying, being honest about everything as it is in just world history alone, let alone to have an AP course in African-American studies that is nine times out of 10 going to be taught by who? Potentially could be taught by white professors. So, you know what I'm saying? If you're not going to have a black professor and someone who, you know what I'm saying, truly studies it, and it is going to be mandatory for everybody across the board you know what i'm saying then what's the point in having it and that's why but I that's not it can lack value if you're not gonna have it taught right by the right person you know what i'm saying like there's a lot that comes with that where is this information gonna come from Who's providing it? But to say it lacks educational value isn't to say that we aren't equipped to do it. To say it lacks educational value would mean that it's not worth the time. No, nah, I mean, I, I don't think it's because if, if that's the case, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know what I'm saying? That's foul as fuck. You know exactly. I mean? but, <laughs> exactly. But that's but at the same time, that's also on Florida. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, they got to vote that motherfucker out of there next election. You know what I mean? Nah, he, he's turned limited. So <laughs> the, the, they think that he's going to run for uh, uh, president. They're gonna try, he's going to challenge uh, Trump in the primary. In fact, that was just another side story. I guess uh, some Michigan Republicans, some, some Republican group here in Michigan, 
sent a letter to him asking him to to throw his name in there for president. So I mean, this is, I think he's term limited down in Florida. I think because he just won, he just re won election, or he just won re election. I'm sorry, uh, back in November. Um, so I think he's term limited down there, and his eyes seem to be on the uh, on the White House with some of the moves that he's been making. Mm, moves like that, that ain't gonna help you. Um. I want to say I agree with you. It ain't going to help them. But, um, you know, if we don't vote, if we don't show up, it will help them. Yeah. So. Man, I feel like the number's going to be down this next go around. I don't feel like there's going to be enough built up, you know what I'm saying, around it to get the people out to vote like we have in these past few elections. Well, 2016 was down and then 2020 went shot up. So it'll be interesting to see what an election will look like without Trump on the ballot, assuming that he doesn't win the nomination. Just just, you know, we'll see. Uh, Last thing we had, man, Army Lieutenant Pepper Sprayed in Virginia traffic stop receives $3,685 in damages. This is from NPR.org. Karan Nazario, an Army Lieutenant who was held at gunpoint and pepper sprayed by Virginia police. police. I cannot talk tonight. Uh, during a 2020 traffic stop, was awarded, you know, less than $3,700. He's black and Latino. Uh, he sued the police department in April 2021. He sought $1 million in damages. Um, on Tuesday, the jury awarded him $1,000 in punitive damages after finding that Officer Daniel Crocker conducted an illegal search under state law and $2,685 in compensatory damages at the finding that Officer Joseph Gutierrez was fired after the incident assaulted Nazario. Additionally, the jury that found Crocker violated Nazario's Fourth Amendment right to refuse a search, but that he did so without malice and decided not to grant Nazario any damages for that offense. They also found neither of the officers guilty of falsely imprisoning Nazario. So I remember this happening in 2020. I remember seeing this. Um so the jury he he's tried to get a million. He sued for a million dollars. Um and he was awarded $3,700. And they found that his Fourth Amendment right was violated, but they didn't, they didn't give, they didn't award him for that. Like, yeah, you, this is not happen. Sorry, big dog. That's wild. 
One, you got somebody who served your country. Number one, first of all. You know what I'm saying? Like, risk yeah. his life, put his life on the line for your freedoms. For you to treat him like that. Right. Number two, he got higher rank in his armed services than you have in yours. Preach, preacher. If that was your lieutenant and you caught him in his brand new car and tried that shit and found out that was your lieutenant, you'd be kissing ass all the way home. And I mean, I get y'all fired, homie, but that's that ain't enough. You know, to me personally, and, and then to give him $3,500, roughly, whatever, I mean, that's a slap in the face. Your Fourth Amendment rights broken. You have video footage of a legal search and see, you know what I'm saying, search, because they ain't seized nothing. You got video of assault. And all he gets is $3,500. So crazy to me, though. Oh, they, they batshit crazy on that one. I mean, like, there's no way. And I mean, I would probably appeal it for more. Like, y'all got to be like, there's, there's no way. Because I guarantee if this was any other race and, and you know what I'm saying, person of service, they'd have got that answer. You know what it felt like to me when I read this? It felt like to me, and this is my feelings on it, jury said, you know what? Y'all usually die in these type of situations. Take this little check. You you better be glad you're still living. I mean, that's what they might as well said. <laughs> For that type of money. Right? I mean, shit. As a lieutenant, he'd probably bring that type of money home anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> nah, but for real. Right. <laughs> you get, you get a little. This is a PTL check, bro. Dog. <laughs> there's, no, oh. there's no way, bro. Like that's wild. You know what I mean? To basically tell that man that you know what I'm saying. Not only do you go and fight for your life, but we don't give a fuck about you here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's crazy. I I just really can't see. I, I really want to know if there's any other cases like it and what was the difference in them, because I'm sure there is. You know, it, uh, these situations make me think about... I, I shared this video 
a couple times a year because it pops up on my uh, Facebook. And every time it pops up on my Facebook memories, I share it. And when I share it, I get no likes, no interactions, no nothing because I piss folks off with it. But it's okay. But there was a video uh, towards the end of the 2017 season or 2018 season, something like that. And um, this was Nick Wright on FS1, the first things first show that he has. And basically he asked the question and he said, and I'm paraphrasing to a point, but what he, it was during, you know, the Kaepernick protest. And he asked the question, just rhetorically speaking, if Kaepernick would have said, I don't think that, um, that I, or the reason I'm protesting the flag is because I don't think that our veterans get, you know, appropriate health care. They don't have, uh, appropriate job opportunities and things of that nature that our veterans are not taken care of. And shout out to uh, our friends over there at the Unapologetically Black podcast. Uh, Jamal and Rich have both talked about it, that the veterans, outside of the free food on Veterans Day, they don't really be getting a whole lot of love for what they went through to serve this country. Um, Nonetheless, um, Nick Reich was talking and he said, would you be mad if uh, Colin Kaepernick said that instead of saying that I can't stand for the flag because of the way that this country treats black people? If he would have said, I don't like the way this country treats veterans, would he, would have been a pushback? Because his, his kneeling protests would have been disrespecting the flag all the same. If he would have done the same thing but said something differently, would you feel the same way? Or is it because deep down you feel like black people got it good enough? There's no more segregation. They ain't lynching us no more. Uh, well, they definitely kind of feel like, you know, they feel like it, it's even. You know what I'm saying? They feel like they got it just as hard as we do. And, you know what I mean? They say it very often, you know. And I think a lot of times what they're saying when they say that is you need to forget about the past because like you said it's not happening anymore and that's pretty much the statement that they they push with that um but they really feel like we all have the same equal opportunity in 24 hours a day to make something of ourselves Or to do something better. But I would also say it's very much so Kaepernick would still have a job if he said, I don't like the way you treat the veterans. Hmm. He would. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, I'm 100% sure he would still have a job if he said, I don't like the way. You treat the veterans, so I can't stand for the flag. You know, and this whole like, I stand for the flag era. Like I've been, it's been in my head recently too, um, because I've been seeing people with like, I guess I've been noticing it more recently. But like people with like the trucks where they've got like the decal in their back window is the flag, or like I've seen this one. I saw recently this I mean, uh, one truck. Just normal. <laughs> right. 
uh, as a four F one fifty, and the and the F one fifty letters and numbers on the back of the hitch or whatever. Yep. See that in, in, in the flag plane, and I'm just like, it always just like kind of makes me laugh how like Democrats in general just let Republicans just like snatch the flag. Like, no, this is our flag now. <laughs> but what what disappoint me is really to the to the point is the the flag truly has no symbolical meaning to us. To us as black people? You said it's people in general. Oh, I just didn't know what you meant. Yeah. If if you talk to somebody that joined the military. I have yet to find one fucking person that joined the military that said that they joined to protect that flag. To, you know what I'm saying, honor that flag. They joined for a paycheck to take care of their family, to have somewhere to live. And depending on the time they came in and the way the economy was, you only had so many options. Mm-hmm. So joining the military was one of the best options for some who couldn't complete some of the other things that was an option. Right. You know, factory work ain't for everybody. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, doesn't come out and be able to go to college and, you know what I'm saying, complete college. Also, factory work don't even be paying like that for real, for real. Well, back then it was way better than today. I mean, I'm like, talking about our lifetime. Like uh, our adult lifetime, it don't first off, yeah. No, our adult lifetime, it definitely don't pay, but I can't, you know what I'm saying? I don't think the military paid the same way it did when my dad went through, you know what I'm saying? It, it, I think right it's the that? same, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's the same way. Like when, when my stepdad worked for Ford, you know what I'm saying? Like he, it was crazy as hell. They forced retired that man out of Ford, making somewhere above $25 an hour. And basically ask these folks just like him, hey, we're going to force retire you, give you a pension, and then we're getting ready to take away the pension. That's why we're forced retiring. But can you uh, let us know if you got any kids graduating from high school so we can hire them at $16 an hour? <laughs> and they literally... <laughs> Did hiring waves with my graduation class the year before, I believe, 06, 07, like 08. And by the time they got to 08, it was down to $13 an hour. And they were looking for direct descendants of retirees. Which is still a, a, a good amount of money from back back then at that point, but it wasn't what it was. No, nah, it, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I was just, and I think about that and I'm like, damn. Like, that's some ruthless shit to say, hey, we're going to give less and we want your folks. Like, that was just like some plantation-ass shit. You know what's crazy? And I've been thinking about this a lot, too. Like, a lot. Just like the city of Detroit, right? So, like, it seemed like everywhere we went in Detroit, everywhere, you know, Detroit is a lot of two-family flats. Uh, it's, for those that don't know what a two-family flat is, it's a duplex, but it's one house literally stacked on top of the other house. <laughs> it's the same structural building, but they typically it's three bedrooms on the bottom, three bedrooms on the top, 
You might have separate door entrances. One door takes you straight upstairs. You got a top porch, all of that, right? That's most of what Detroit is built like. And um, so many people, Detroit's in the Motor City, so many people migrated to Detroit in the 40s and the 50s because this is where the money was. This is where the auto industry was. And then beyond that, um, because the auto industry was here, there was so much ancillary business that you could get as well, whether it be owning a restaurant, do whatever, right? All this have to say, I've been thinking about so much recently about how black people in Detroit built so much generational wealth and didn't realize it. Oh, yeah. And because they didn't realize it, that's the reason why it ultimately fell apart. Like so many people owned these two family flats, had their houses paid off by the time they got to like the 80s and 90s, right? And then was just renting their 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 the the top flats out just for whatever, was getting pension money, was getting social security money, and was just living life healthy and great had cars paid off that worked just fine because they didn't have to go nowhere Ugh. and just didn't know what it meant to like hey let's put some money together and uh let's build some let's build some own, some of our own grocery stores instead of the few grocery stores that are out here let's build some of our own convenience stores instead of uh all these liquor stores here Let's build something else. And listen, I love Jesus. He's my savior. When storms are raging, he's my shelter, all that. Let's build some some uh, something else besides some churches. Not church of chicken, churches. <laughs> no, I mean, I, and I understand. But the thing is, we ain't building churches. We just occupying the churches. Half the churches is renting it. They building anyway. These days, yeah. I mean, no, nah, I mean, back in back in the day, churches was written, they building like the thing was probably when we got to about teenagers, you know, they should have been paying off their shit, but a lot of times they wasn't. Like now I see churches more into business, more into real estate. Like, you know, people rent their houses from churches and whatnot, because churches then bought up, you know what I'm saying, houses and different things to help maintain the churches because you don't have the number of people in churches, you don't have the same ties, the offerings, the vanilla fund, the building fund. You know what I mean? It don't, it's not recouping the same. So you have to find outsource, outside sources or activities to do to help raise money for the church. You know what I mean? Even though it's a nonprofit organization, it still needs, you know what I'm saying, its own businesses to help keep it going, if that makes sense. Yeah, different revenue streams. Yeah, the offerings yeah. and and things of that nature. And I know that because when I was a kid, our uh, church started buying houses just around the neighborhood of the church. You know what I mean? And then it was kind of like a win-win because not only not only did it, you know, what I'm saying, find revenue stream, but it also got to pick the neighbors of the church. You know what I mean? So that became big because our Ours was in the hood, you know what I mean? So straight up, it wasn't nothing to come through and you find broken beer bottles and, you know what I'm saying, all types of shit out there where the, you know what I'm saying, needles in the yard or whatnot, you know what I mean? Just, it's, 
anything possible. You know what I'm saying? You got fiends walking through, back and forth, cutting through. So you don't know what's going on. Mugs trying to break in to sleep. It's homeless. You know what I mean? So when you own the houses that surrounded it, now you get to kind of pick the people that you want around it to keep an eye out, you know what I'm saying, help out, all that stuff. And you build, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, revenue stream. And that's what, when I started realizing, like, damn, church ain't like it was when we was kids, you know what I'm saying, to when we got to be young adults. Yeah, but I think that even beyond that, I mean, you know, It was black people not knowing how to build wealth. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like we've made tremendous stride in these past couple, you know, a few generations, you know. And we learning. Learn it. Yeah, trying to learn and put it down. But, you know, it's, it's going to take a little bit. But at least I, I can say for people my generation and going forward, there'll probably be a lot more left and a lot more, you know what I'm saying, created because it's being taught, you know what I'm saying, to the ones that's under us. So I, I can't give a sad. Yeah. Well, Fred is Mr. Humble underscore beginnings on Instagram <laughs> and Fred Scott on Facebook. I'm Brad Robinson, 86 on Twitter. Brad Robinson, 1986 on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can uh, click the link tree in the Patreon to, uh, I'm sorry, click the Patreon in the link tree uh, to join that. Get ad-free listening, get all of the other perks that come with uh, the patrons, and help us out. Leave us a five-star rating write a review wherever you get your podcast app if you feel as though we've earned it and share the show with a friend so that we can continue to grow appreciate y'all we will see y'all next week